Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 94 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and our headlines editor, Tom Childs. The Chiefs rolled into Foxborough and brought home the dub against the former superpower that just seems lost right now. But did this win fill Chiefs Kingdom with confidence, or did it just paper over the cracks with just that little bit more? We'll be delving into this as well as bringing you the latest Arrowhead Pride power rankings and we'll be having another look at the Chiefs' next opponents, the Las Vegas Raiders. But first... That's what I'm talking about, baby! An interesting look here to Rex snap to McKinnon, then it's Rice, covered underneath, touchdown! Patriots bringing some pressure, lets it fly, Watson has it! What a strike from Mahomes! Mahomes into the flats for McKinnon, Jared McKinnon's got a touchdown! On the move, he's in trouble, and he throws an interception right into the hands of Willie Gay! Second and goal, Mahomes, first read taken away, back of the end zone, and it's there! Touchdown, Kansas City! From the 24-yard line, over the middle, Tony juggles, and it's picked by Jelani Tavai! You know, you, you just, you're gonna, he's not going to trust him anymore, he's just, it's coming down to a critical situation, and that's where the ball has to go, because he's open, but I don't trust him, I'm losing trust. These pictures say it all. Rough week for Kadarius Tony. So, Tom, are we feeling confident after that Chiefs victory? Would you hate me if I said yes? Well, you were confident last week. Yes. I feel good. And I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Nah, uh, 27 points against a Bill Belichick-led defense. Yes, there was problems. Yes, there were errors. The same sort of errors we've seen before. But I think that's two weeks in a row now that we've seen things from the offense which look good, which look really good. So, yeah, it's a slow build. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a slow build. But... That's week one of the four games against backups over and done with. They carry on progressing. Who knows where they'll be come playoff time. But yeah, no, I, I feel good. I, I'm yeah. unhappy. Feeling a lot better. Well, you were a lot better before. I, f- I must admit, I do feel a lot better this this time after that. Yeah. Um, 
like you said, the, the offense did seem to click a little bit more and we seem to use our our skill players, our star skill players, if we can call them that, all of that, um, a little bit more. Um, you know, it was it felt as though the Chiefs were learning the lessons of previous weeks yep. um, where we were forcibly trying to get the ball to players that really weren't making that many good players. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, okay, We'll get to the drop. In fact, we'll probably talk about the drop now from uh, from from Kadarius Tony. But also, I want to mention that Kelsey also had a drop as well in the end zone as well, didn't he? So again, goes back to that thing about Kelsey. He doesn't seem to look his old self. We, I think, we're used to this high caliber player in Kelsey. You know, being the energy on the sideline, being the guy that's making these these top world class plays, and. There's just taken a little bit of a shine off him. And, and it's crazy to say that because he looks as though he's going to be set for another 1,000-yard season. Yeah. And there's, but I, I think every Chiefs fan knows that there's something just taking the shine off, off, off Kelsey this week, or this year even. So that's Travis Kelsey who leads all tight ends and receiving yards this year. Yeah? Yes, that, tra- yeah, that, that Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. Just, just, to, yeah, yeah. just to be clear, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe... maybe a little right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe the impression of the girlfriend things over and done with. Like, we've all been there. We've played sport in front of our girlfriends for the first time, and you really want to put in a good show yeah. because you talk the talk, and apparently you're really good at this sport. You've tried a lot of this sport. You've you've been doing it for years, and then she turns up to watch you, and you're like, "Yeah, watch me, watch me." And, and like she doesn't that. care. And she doesn't care. <laughs> or you play badly. Or what you do, what happened to me with an ex-girlfriend once. Yeah, uh, her and her parents come along to watch a Sunday league football match, and my my shorts ripped in the middle of the game. So, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that that was fun. Bit like, like a Chris Jones moment, was it? Basically, yeah, but much, much, much smaller. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'd love to say it was cold, but it wasn't. It was it was summer. <laughs> <laughs> like. If if I was like Chris Jones, I would have a lot of Chris Jones moments. Yes, like, on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I would walk into like pub toilets, urinals, and that thing would already be out. Like <laughs> as I'm walking through the door. Family show, Tom. Family show. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, I completely lost my trail of thought. Um, I wonder if Steve's going to use that as the two minute highlight for social media. I I don't think so. I reckon he should. <laughs> I reckon he should. Yeah. yeah, podcast gold, that mate. It might might get us a few extra listeners. You never know. <laughs> the thing is, my, my friends would probably see that and or hear that and go, "Yep, that's definitely true about Tom." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no lies taken there. No lies. <laughs> um, I'm not worried about Travis. I'm not. I, I, yeah, he, he dropped. He he heard footsteps, didn't he? He saw the defender coming towards him, mm. and he probably bowled it a little bit. Is yeah. the um, best way to put it, but it happens if it continues to happen, and he gets the yips and those sort of moments. Then yeah, fair enough, we've got an issue. But I'm I'm not worried about Travis Kelsey. Traditionally, Bill Belichick has done a great job against Kelsey, mm. and um, it it happened this week. Well, still what 900 yards this season was? Is it 900 yards he's on? He's not he's not far from it's the thousand yards. Not far from it now. No. No. Well, he's what three games to get there. I, I think he'd be fine. I'm I'm not worried. Um, I'm I'm happy though with the production of Rashi Rice of late. Um, yeah. these last four weeks, yeah, it's meant that we haven't really lent too hard on Travis Kelsey. The the 
production of Rashi Rice has allowed Travis Kelsey to, quote unquote, suck by his own unusually high standards. Like it's it's okay for Travis Kelsey to be okay because of Rashi Rice, and that's that's the promising thing. Like the passing attack has now found found two guys in particular that we can semi rely on, and I think that's why. I'm a, a little bit more confident is the fact that Rashi Rice has just come on leaps and bounds over the last three or four weeks. And I know I sat here on a show probably last month, the back end of last month, and talked about, oh, we're comparing him to Randy Moss. We're probably overhyping him a little bit. And we, we are overhyping him still, but he's really, really performing of late. And it's his performance in particular, which makes me feel very, very good about this offense going forward. Yeah. Um we mentioned it briefly. The um, the, the whole Kadarius Tony thing. Um, no, I didn't get you. You mentioned it, not me. I mentioned it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's on everybody's lips, so apart from yours, it seems. <laughs> well, you couldn't even be bothered to acknowledge what I just said about Rashi Rice and Travis Kelsey. You just wanted to go straight to Kadarius Tony. You weren't even yeah. listening to me in that last part I, of the show. You were just sitting there like days. Like yeah, again, it was Homer Simpson with the uh, monkey and the symbols on from the movie. That's all it is. <laughs> You were just sitting there waiting for your turn just so you could go in at Kadarius Tony, weren't you? You know, because I can't, I can't add anything else to what what you're saying about Rashi Rice. I've been, no, I've you been just don't want to. It's been great. You, you, this is going to be a short show. Apologies to listener. We're tight schedules this week. Christmas work, whatever. It's yeah. a tight schedule, so this is going to be a, a shorter than usual show. You don't want to waste any time talking about Chris Jones or me or Rashi Rice. No. You want to go straight in on Kadarius Tony, don't you? I I want to go in straight in on Kadarius Tony because. Um, I, I, do, I hate being hard on the guy. I really do. I really hate it. I don't want to be that guy that's going on about Kadarius Tony week in, week out, but he keeps doing dumb <laughs> shit. He does. And I can forgive it if, like I said in previous weeks, yeah, I can forgive it if there was production there or if there was like a moment of thinking, well, you know, he's done this. Yes, okay, he's done the Super Bowl thing. I'm not dining out. I'm not letting him dine out on the whole Super Bowl thing anymore. I'm not. I'm not letting him do that. The Super Bowl thing's done. Yes, he was great in that game, and yes, it's done, and that and and that's that's parked. This season, we're now near to the end of the season, and I've seen nothing from the guy that will give me any confidence going into the playoffs. I don't know whether it's because I'm looking for it or what, but I just see drop after drop after drop after miss mistimed routes. I just I just don't see the connection with him and Mahomes working. And I, I, it's, it's horrible to say that. And I don't know if it's just pure frustration because I've seen it every, not every week, but most weeks where we're relying on him to be making a big play and it's mm-hmm. just not materialized. And we saw Mahomes really melt down in the previous game. We saw Mahomes had another meltdown in this game as well. And even, even when we were leading, Mahomes is having a meltdown because he's frustrated to the fact that there are standards for this team. This Chiefs team has a really, really high standard. Travis Kelsey has a really, really high standard. And if something tarnishes that in any way, Chiefs fans understand it and they realise it, that there is an issue there. This isn't just taking the tarnish off it. This is just literally blowing it out of the water because Tony hasn't been productive. He's dropped more than anything that I've, anything that I've ever known a, a Chiefs player doing before throughout the season. But there's no production there either. 
That's I mean, my issue. Demetrius I mean, Harris exists, so please don't go too, too <laughs> But crazy. even even he made some good plays during the season, and I'm thinking, well, you know, are we are we at the point now where we are trying to excuse Kadarius Tony and thinking, oh, he'll come good, he'll come good. Are we are we at that point yet? Oh, well, I am. Uh, <laughs> You're still there. <laughs> yeah, I'm still there. Um, and it's not, uh, oh, I don't want to say I was wrong type of thing. I, I believe in the guy, but genuinely. What would you say Canaris Tony's drop rate is if you had to put a percentage on it? 99%. <laughs> Come on, seriously. <laughs> seriously. What would you say? I don't know. It's probably going to be something like 26% or something like that, is it? 26%. So you think he drops one in four passes? Yes. Okay. You're wrong. It's I'm, I'm a way out. It's half that. So he All drops right. 13% as his drop rate. Okay. Okay. Which still, right, to be fair, which still leads the league. But it still leads, it still, it does. <laughs> You're proving still, my point here, Tom. It still does lead the league, right? <laughs> but do you know who had a 16.7% drop rate in the middle of October? Rashi Rice had a 16.7% drop rate right. in the middle of October. But who's what's the his production? Who, who's the receiver now that we want to get the ball more than anyone? Rashi Rice, because he's more productive. When he has the ball in his hands and when because he, he started catching the ball. Yeah, Darius Tony starts catching the ball. I know it's a big if. I if totally excuse that. I would turn it around. If he can turn it around, yeah, then I, I would player, totally excuse There's it. a player there that can contribute to this team. Now, I'm not saying it's inexcusable for a ball to hit him in the hands like it did, and for him to do that little juggling act afterwards, for, and then hand it to and, another player. Yeah, and then basically, <laughs> yeah, I, I I accept it. Awful play, really, really bad. But I don't like. I don't think the drops are as frequent as as everyone makes it out to be. It's it's an, a lack of attention to detail to hit on his part. Mm. It's a lack of attention to detail on the coach's part. But we've already seen once this season that they can turn it around with one receiver because they have yeah. with Rashi Rice. Okay, so why can't they do it with Kadarius Tony? Yeah, I know he's been in the league a lot longer than Rashi Rice. I know three years in, he should be able to catch the ball. And this is from come from the guy that thinks catching is the easiest thing in the world. But the reason why <laughs> yeah. but the, the, this the, the reason why I'm so keen to stick with Tony is because he gets open. He gets separation. He has an opportunity when the ball is in his hand to do something. He gives Mahomes an opportunity to pass the ball to an open player. Other receivers in this team do not do that. MVS doesn't do it. Sky Moore doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I know Skymore doesn't really count anymore because he's out for the rest of the season. But I'm going to go back to a point I had made last week. If we've got to put three receivers on the field, then Kadaris Tony for me still has to be one of them. Mm. The other two are Justin Watson, Justin Watson and Rashi Rice. Granted, that's that's not up for debate. There are two best receivers as it stands, right? Yeah. But compared to everyone else and what we have on our offer, I'd much rather Kadarius Tony player receiver than any other team any other player for the Chiefs right now because the other guys are just nothing they offer nothing literally nothing but this is what I'm saying about production over everything else if he was productive and he was still having those drops you can almost forgive it because he's still so T Higgins T Higgins is second in drop rate yeah okay he's second in drop rate but he probably single-handedly won the Bengals a game on Saturday night so yeah. that's that's to help to aid your argument there. Yeah. So 
the productivity side of things, it, it, it's, it's, it's that fine balance, isn't it? It's, it's if you're productive and you're making drops, then it's not a big thing then, is it? Because you, you realize that the productivity would outweigh the drops mm-hmm. regardless. But if you are just making drops and the productivity isn't there, especially the yardage. I mean, if you look at Kadarius Tony's yardage, it's abysmal this year. Yes, I know he's been injured as well, and I know he's missed some games, and I, I know the Chiefs have been trying to just you know bring him in slowly. But even when he's had his chance, he's really dropped the ball. Let's <laughs> spot the pun. Um, and that's the thing that's frustrating me the most because I think just if he just had a couple of those plays where instead of they were actually drops and they were actually you know gains for massive yards, I don't think anybody would be kind of harsh on the guy. But I just think he's the the, the balance. It's an imbalance. The drops are killing him more than what his actual production rate is. He's been targeted. He's been targeted thirty-eight times this season. That's, yeah, he's only been targeted thirty-eight times. He has twenty-seven receptions for one hundred and sixty-nine yards, one TD, and the surprising one was the long uh, touchdown, uh, long longest uh, reception is eighteen yards. But didn't he? Was it this game or was it the week before that he had a couple pull back for penalty? I can't remember. Was it? Uh, it was this game. Yeah, it was this game. This game, yeah. Yeah, you see, he had a couple of decent looking games called back through penalties so mm. I mean it was the one in the first half which would have been like 26 27 yards which would have was been that, a nice game is that on Juwan Taylor or something yeah it might have been yeah I can't yeah. remember who, but so there would have been production there that wasn't his fault at all I, no. I just think I think there is a place for him um in this team uh we're not going to add anyone at this point I know like I led with headlines the other day about adding Zach Hurts that's not going to bring anything to the table um, we kind of have to deal with what we've got for the rest of the season now. So for me, if you're going to trot three receivers out there, despite the drops, I would still mm. much rather Tony than MBS. Yeah. So, And I think the Chiefs still feel that way. I, I think for all of Mahomes' frustration, he done it, by the way. He's shown frustration again, which is good. We want to see that Mahomes frustration. We don't want it to be bottled up. By the way, Mahomes was very, very good on Monday. Very was good. brilliant. And yeah. sneakily leading the league, league in passing yards. Yeah, um, which considering all the options he's or oh, the problems he's had with receivers and drops this year, that is a ridiculous achievement on his part. Like all this talk about MVP, Mahomes is the MVP yet again, but he's not going to get the recognition because the Chiefs are nine and five and for whatever. All these receivers, all these interceptions are making him look bad, even though the yardage doesn't tally up to that. It's just he's just Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes, it's just ridiculous, really. That he's leading MVP at the minute seems as though, yes, you've got to be excelling really well on your team, but also your team's got to be doing well as well, hasn't it? Yeah, to actually win the MVP, which kind of decreases the meaning of value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're on a great team and you're playing great, yeah, then I mean, we can't complain about it. I mean, he's you know, he's he's done really well winning two already this you know, in his career. But yeah, I can kind of see the uh, the, the argument. It's the, of... it's the quarterback on the best team normally. That's normally yeah, it's quarterback award, isn't it? But yeah, even though for me, if we're actually going to go down, who potentially could win it? Because Mahomes isn't in the running. Yeah, it's a straight battle between Tyreek Hill and CMC for me. But yeah, um, Brock Purdy will win it, which is just mad. Uh, where do the Patriots go from here? Um, <laughs> straight to the number one overall pick? Is that what we're seeing? Well, <laughs> I don't think they're going to win another game this year. No, um, there was a moment on Sunday where the Patriots were down big and they punted yeah. in the fourth quarter. And I just thought, Bill, you're not helping yourself, man. Like he, honestly, he would have gone for that normally. Like, well, no, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have gone for it. That's his problem. He yeah. that's who he is. He will punt 
because he feels like it's the best thing to do, but it's not the best thing to do in that situation. You're losing that football game. You don't have Tom Brady there anymore. So you need to maximize any possessions that you get. You cannot punt and go, oh, defense will get it back and then Tom Brady will do his things. Because you haven't got Tom Brady, you've got Bailey freaking Zappi. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's not it's not gonna work out like that. You're playing against a really good cheese defense. And so when he when he punted, I just thought, oh, he was just, he's just trolling at this point. I, I just don't think he gives a shit, to be honest. And, you don't think he cares anymore. Uh, and you just had all the Patriots fans booing that decision, which I understand booing that decision because I'd be absolutely <laughs> raging if Andy Reid done that in a yeah. game. Well, he probably has done it loads of times. But if Andy Reid done that same thing with Mahomes on the field and punted in that situation, I'd go absolutely crazy. Yeah. So I get it from the Patriots side of things, but I just think he's done. I think he's done. I think he knows he's done. I think he's been told he's done. Mm. I don't agree with the decision, by the way. Um, overall, I still think they should keep him and maybe just build something around him as opposed yeah. to just letting him build it all himself, as it were. But yeah, I, I've, I think they're terrible. And they're going to have the number two pick because the Panthers are even yeah. worse. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a, a case of Craft uh, saying, well, you're done, just tank for the rest of the season. I don't think he, was, he would have even said that. I think I just think the Patriots at the minute just seem very lost. They've checked out. Totally checked out, yeah, completely checked out. I think the the players are just waiting for the end of the season just so they can get on the holidays and stuff. And um, I think you're right. I think Bill Belichick's just thinking, well, what's the point? I'm not going to be here next year. Um, yeah. I mean, we're not we don't know that for certain. But after his uh, his press conference where he says, "I'm just going to Kansas City," mm. <laughs> it's on to Cincinnati, wasn't it? That's what mm. that was. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a bit more empathetic here about the Patriots, <laughs> and. I'm going to say it's it's not nice seeing such a, a superpower, as I called them at the beginning, seeing them just limp along like this. It's like, it's like you know, when you see one of those dogs in the street that has a bit of a limp. Yeah. yeah? And you just, yeah. you know, and you think, oh, bless it. You know, it's, you just feel, you just feel, feel as though the poor thing's just, you know, just ready to just drop off the face of the earth isn't it and it's just you know, especially when you know that back in its heyday that dog was running around the fields sniffing yeah. all the other dogs asses and all that stuff like yeah just the time of its life just you know, doing every other dog it can find and, yeah you know, exactly time of its yeah. life and exactly and now playing ball it. and yeah. you know you just and you just see it limping along i just think it's just a shame it's a real shame just, just put it down <laughs> just put, just put the dog down um do you know i Obviously, I understand that you have an element of sarcasm with what you were just saying there. But yeah. Do you not fear that that will be us one day? Yeah, I do actually, because I know what we were like before we became really kind of good, famous, yeah. brilliant, exceptional, world superpower, as I would call it. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think at some point we will have that. Um, but I think a lot of fans are just riding the wave mm. as, as long as possible. Um, and we maybe, will. We, maybe we'll the attacked. Patriots are just epitomizing what America is right now. Oh, I can't believe she went there on you. <laughs> I'm joking. I kid. I kid. I kid. <laughs> I kid. I kid, listeners. I'm joking. All it's right? it. Make that political. It's Jesus. only a podcast. It doesn't matter. It's not serious, okay? <laughs> Please don't leave a one-star review saying, I hate that Tom. Like, hate that it's Tom. a joke. It's a joke, okay? Mind you, we can't say anything much, can we? I mean, we were we were a superpower from long long ago, and now look at us. 
let's not talk like that. <laughs> no, because then we sound like some Bre- now we sound like some Brexit loving. I don't know. I just not. I'm not here for that kind of conversation at all. <laughs> I, I I made a joke, Brad. Okay, we don't need to go down our. Oh, when we were a proper country and all that yeah. stuff oh gosh i hear people like that down the pub all the time and i just want to throw my drink at them um <laughs> the, the sun it. never set on the british empire um oh, yeah i always get those ones the sun never set on the british empire it, well it kind of did but you know anyway right we'll take a quick break when we come back we'll be doing the hourhead pride power rankings and we'll be previewing the chiefs versus the raiders see you soon <laughs> Hi there, welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. We're flying through the podcast this week. Um, but let's get straight into the Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings top five, Tom. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Um, in fifth, the Kansas City Chiefs move up one spot for their convincing win against the New England Patriots. In fourth, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they're f- They genuinely are f- now. Excuse my French. I'm sorry about the edits. But... Um, they're the only way they were winning the Super Bowl is if they had the number one seed. Not number one seed, not winning the Super Bowl. Might as well give it all up, Cowboys. Man. Not convinced, no. no. Uh, in third, somehow moved up despite losing on Monday Night Football. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles. Don't really understand how they've moved up, but they have. They're in big trouble. Nick Sirianni, you won your Super Bowl. Well done, mate. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Woohoo. Sirianni. Who's well talking done. now, Chiefs fans? Oh, <laughs> freak. Um, right. See ya. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see ya. <laughs> Uh, uh, in second, the Baltimore Ravens, the class of the AFC currently. Mm-hmm. And in first, San Francisco 49ers. Don't think that needs explaining too much. Yeah. They are the whole team in the NFL right now. And I cannot wait to watch the Ravens and the 49ers go at it on Christmas Day night. That's going to be the game to watch for sure, isn't it? That is going to be a hell of a game. Hopefully it's going to be a hell of a game. I just can't see the, the 49ers losing another game. It's it's in San Francisco, isn't it? This game, yeah, yeah. I can't see them losing another game. I vaguely remember them playing a game a few years ago. I think it was the year that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. In fact, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, because the Ravens were are like rivals in that year, weren't they? Mm. Again, they were going for the number one seed. So are we, and they played a a really wet and horrible game in Baltimore. That was back and forth, and I, and I think the Chiefs played the Raiders the exact same day as well. They did. They did mm. because there was an Arrowheads Abroad meetup in Bristol and we watched the Ravens versus 49ers first and then the Chiefs versus the Raiders afterwards. Yeah. Good memory. Ron Thornhill scored a pick six. I think oh, we won that, that game. Like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. That was that game. Um, yeah. But I vaguely remember them playing that day. Well, I don't vaguely remember it. I clearly remember it. Good <laughs> 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 memory, Tom. <laughs> yeah. I clearly remember it. Oh, dementia hasn't set in yet for me. Um, well, you clearly didn't drink enough. <laughs> very true, very true. Um, but yeah, I remember that being a good game, so I'm hoping it will be a good game again, but I just think the 49ers come out on top. Right then, uh, Chiefs versus the Raiders, this time at our head. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll get the bus warmed up for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the bus warmed up for you. <laughs> Um, the logo's there for you to dance on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, there, it's just there, lads. Go on, yeah. off you go. Let's see if you learnt your lessons in the past. Yeah. Um, so um, I just wanted to start this off. Just Normally we talk away about the, the obviously the team that the Chiefs are playing this week, but uh, I just wanted to kind of kickstart a little bit with obviously the Chiefs injuries that we've had, but also the positives, the positive side of things as well. I mean, injuries are never a good thing, obviously, but um, 
Clearly, Skymore is uh, heads off to uh, IR with a knee injury, which I didn't even see him get an injury. Did you ever see him get an injury in the game? No, I, I just thought it was broken pride. But, mostly, <laughs> you know. um, but yeah, it was um, clearly an actual injury. I'm not taking a well, picture. Clearly, that's why I thought it was at the time. Broken but pride, yeah. Injury, yeah. yeah it but it just suddenly seems to just come on the timeline. It was like, Skymore's got a knee injury. He's going to hit IR. And I was like, that was out of nowhere. Clearly out of nowhere. Um, but there's a slight positive in it um, that Justin Ross is also activated, so yeah, he's going to be he's going my my guy, yeah. Um, so no one I, else saw the potential apart. From no you. one else, just me, yeah, yeah just me. Um, Brett Veach reads my tweets. Um, so uh, Justin Ross, I just thought it would be interesting to see the Chiefs really kind of bring him into a game like this against the Raiders because, um, yeah, we we've we've obviously had issues with the likes of Sky Moore as well. Uh, this season, not being the kind of player that we are kind of expected him to be. But the doors almost open a little bit more for Justin Ross to really kind of get some mm-hmm. game time in this. And it's up to him now, isn't it, to really kind of prove himself and to show everybody else that he can be that fill-in now. Yeah, and without sounding too disrespectful to Sky Moore, the shoes aren't exactly that big to fill, are they? Uh, no. Based on what we've had. And you could argue, even with KT and... MBS as well. Like yeah. it wouldn't take a lot of production for Justin Ross to end up as to be the third most productive receiver across the entire season in the mm. next three games. Like that's how little we've got from the other guys. So yeah, it'd be good to see Justin Ross play. I don't think he's going to play that much this game though. No. Um no, I think the Raiders are an interesting case study, aren't they, this year? Because they've gone through a fair amount of chopping and changing throughout the year. And they just sum that up with their performances. Like literally 10 days ago, they scored zero points against the Vikings and lost the game three zero. And then they go and score 42 points in one half. And the total of 60 points was it 63 points against the Chargers four days later. Yeah. How, how like, if if the Chiefs are worried or Chiefs fans are worried about any potential for an offensive turnaround and saying you can't you can't do it, like just look at the Raiders. <laughs> they they went on a plus sixty three differential in yeah. four days. Now I know the Vikings are a better football team than the Chargers, and the Chargers at this point at that point were just willing for Saley to get fired to the point where they just stopped playing. Mm. But even still, to put up sixty three points in an NFL game. 42 points against a divisional rival in a half. Embarrassing. I mean, embarrassing for the Chargers, but it's got to mean that you approach this game as the Chiefs with an air of caution because you don't know what Raiders you're going to get Mm. at this moment. You could get the performance against the Vikings. You could get the performance against the Chargers. Or you may even get the similar sort of performance which they gave against us a few weeks ago where they were very good for the first quarter, quarter and a half. Mm. And then after that, it just kind of fell apart. Like there are only three stages to this Raiders team. Excellent or meh. That is it. Where the Chiefs probably have a scale of about 10 different types of performances that they can do. Yeah. Right. And normally the Chiefs can win. If you've got it one to 10, the Chiefs can win from three to 10. Right. The Raiders can only win with their top performance and that's excellent when they're mayor they lose when they they get battered or they lose three nil right like that's where the raiders are at right now so they're just such an interesting team to watch 
and been more interesting, I must say, since Antonio Pierce come in. I was about to say that because you're going to get that mixed bag, aren't you? With an interim coach like that, you're going to get that mixed bag because he's still going to obviously find the team that he wants to, or the scheme that he wants to kind of settle with. And obviously the personnel is part of it, but also the way he coaches uh, behind the scenes is who are his guys? Who is, you know, how is he going to set the stall out for the next game? And yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's, it is a mixed bag at the minute. They're either great or they're crap on the, yeah, and it's an audition as well, remember, for Antonio Pierce. Yeah. And I'll be interested to see what the Raiders do in this hiring cycle because of what happened last time where they they didn't go with the interim head coach, even though they just made the playoffs. They obviously went for Josh McDaniels. They obviously had the big name in John Gruden before that as well. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if Antonio Pierce has done enough. Um, mm. I think a win in Arrowhead against the Chiefs will certainly help his cause. Yeah. Um, but... I don't, I don't know if they're going to get it. I think it would take something pretty spectacular for the Raiders to walk out of Arrowhead with a win on Sunday, on, on Christmas Day, rather. Christmas Day games. Christmas Day. I know. How do you feel about that? I really don't know because, I mean, I suppose it's something to look forward to for the rest of the day, isn't it? Because obviously once you've seen the kids open the presents and everything, it's, yeah. the rest of the day is almost like you wait for dinner, mm. you have your Christmas dinner, and then you just lie about for ages, don't you? Yeah, so I, I think I'm probably going to be looking forward to it a lot more because... Because of the fact that it's of, of the time that it is for, over, for us over here, I think it's going to be a good timing for the rest of us because everybody's just going to be absolutely wasted from the rest of the day, aren't they? And yeah. just yeah. totally tired out. And you can just go and go to your own different corners of the house and just do your own thing. So I'm really looking forward to a bit of the downtime, having a glass of whiskey whilst I'm watching the games, mm. um, and probably just keep on drinking and keep watching even through to the, the later games as well. What about you? I, I, I'm really happy about it this year so i'm really hoping that my puts on the show because my mum always hears about my homes right she like always hears about the chiefs like sees me doing all this type of stuff and whatnot i don't think she reads or listens to any of it right but she knows she knows she knows who patrick mahomes is right and but She's never seen Patrick Mahomes play football. I don't think she's ever watched an NFL game in her entire life. But she's coming around mine on Christmas Day. And I've oh, already told fantastic. the 14 other people that are coming to my house on Christmas Day that at six o'clock, I am watching the Chiefs game. Like, I even played the work card. <laughs> I, <was> then, <laughs> I said, sorry, it's work. I have to watch it. So I played that card and everything. And they're like, fine. So I'm particularly looking forward to my mum's first Patrick Mahomes experience. Yeah, and I'm just hoping that he plays so well that he could potentially make a Chiefs fan out of my mum. Like, like Taylor Swift might do it for my sister. Taylor Swift will do it for my nieces if she happens to be at that game. I'm sure they'll they'll be fine. Oh, we love Travis Kelsey or this. But wh- who I really want Patrick Mahomes to impress on Christmas Day is my mother, and so I'm particularly looking forward yeah. to seeing that. And that's why I'm happy there's a Christmas Day game. You need to get her a Mahomes jersey for that special occasion. That's what you need to do. Yeah. I might yeah. do that. Yeah. That'll yeah. Be fun. yeah. Have I just given yeah. the game away? I mean, if she listens to this, have I just have I just given the game away what she's getting for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah, that's I'm I'm normally not on board with the Christmas Day games. I, I yeah. I I don't understand going to sport on Christmas Day. I wouldn't no. personally do it. Um I don't even go to football on Boxing Day. Um oh. soccer slash football, sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's it, more of a family time in it. It's more yeah. family time in it, exactly. really. But 
If, if it means watching the games later on the night when everybody's in bed and stuff, yeah. then I'm all for it. I'm, I'm I'll tell you that. what, though. The one that's really got not gone down well in my house is the New Year's Eve one because the New Year's Eve game against the Bengals is 9.25 in the evening. And oh. I, have, I have kids, so I don't go out on New Year's Eve. But normally me and the missus, we have a little drink and whatnot and just yeah. get out, listen to some music and then just play some games like see see New Year in, blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh, this, no. year, this year, this year, she's watching Patrick Mahomes versus Jake Browning. <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh god! But no, please send us your traditions. What you do on Christmas Day? If you go into Arrowhead, let us know because I'm I'm interested to hear other people's opinions on Christmas Day football. Um, yeah, I, I like you get Christmas Day basketball as well. Um, it's a big sports day. I just couldn't imagine nothing would work over here. No one works on Christmas Day over here apart from no. people in pubs. So yeah, you, like I wonder what package the Chiefs are offering people to work on Christmas Day. Um, maybe work work Christmas Day or you. And you get to keep your job. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that like the American way? Is it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it's like being employed in America. But yeah, yeah. yeah maybe. <laughs> so the Raiders, although they've had a convincing win against the Chargers recently, massive win, um, and it sounds like that the Raiders fan base is really happy with Antonio Pierce, and it sounds like what he's what he's bringing back to the Raiders is the pride of being a Raiders fan and a Raiders player and the organization is something to be proud of. But when you look at the fact that the wins that they've had this year are only against losing teams with losing records, other than the Broncos, who are seven and seven. They've won against the Chargers, the Jets, the Giants, Patriots, Packers, and the Broncos. And none of them have got a winning record. So we've lost two of those teams. Just take it just take it with a bit of a pinch of salt at the moment, Raiders fans. Yeah, get the cigars out. Yeah, granted, enjoy the wins when 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 they're there. But right now, you're not looking at a, at a team that is really kind of challenging the big teams at the minute. No, they're miles off, but I don't think they care at this point. Like, they're, they're, they, they would still be delighted if they beat us on Sunday, Monday. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course they would, yeah. To ruin our season, they would. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, if they beat us, that's the AFC number one seed over and done with. Like, there's yeah. no chance. Uh, so... Yeah, no, I don't think it's all doom and gloom for the Raiders just yet. I'd much rather be a Raiders fan than a Patriots fan right now. Put it this way. <laughs> you get all the nice stuff to wear as well. Is that blasphemy to say that the Raiders stuff is nice? The Raiders stuff? Yeah, like all the gear that you can wear, all the black stuff. No, like, no, no, yeah, Tom, that's, nice. not, that's people, not right. I see people in London on it all the time. Like, it, it, it is nice. It is it's nice. not right. It's, it, it is it's nice because of the rap music and the, the hip-hop music yeah, and everything like that from the 90s, isn't it? You've sounded so old there. But yeah, <laughs> it's, um, it's it's nice gear. I do, nice like, gear. I do like the Raiders match. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. I'm not with you on that. Yeah. All right, then. Predictions, mate, for this game. Chiefs will win. Win comfortably. Mahomes will impress my mother. <laughs> and the Chiefs will win. I'm gonna say 37. I think the offense comes out, and I think the Raiders will score like what 10 points, maybe 37 10. All oh, right, okay, it's not too far off my prediction. Actually, I've got Chiefs 28, Raiders nine. Nice. So yeah, yeah I'm, I I'm think this will to... be in that category of the Chargers and the Bears game at home, yeah. as opposed to like the Eagles or the Lions or something like that. I think the Chiefs win convincingly on Christmas Day. Yeah, and wrap up another AFC West. Right then, that's all we've got time for this week. But before we go, we'd just like to take a moment to thank you for listening to the Great British Chiefs show so far this year. We appreciate your time and thank you for spending it with us for all these games. Uh, From Tom and I, we hope you and yours have a very happy Christmas 
And let's all have a very happy new year watching the Chiefs in 2024, shall we? But all set to say here is from one kingdom to another. We'll speak to you again soon.